Hello and welcome to Healthy Mind, Healthy Life with your host Avik. This podcast is all about exploring the latest research, sharing personal stories and providing personal tips for improving our mental health and well-being. Each episodes will be joined by experts in the field of mental health as well as individuals who have experienced the transformative power of a healthy mind firsthand. Together we will dive into a range of topics from managing stress and anxiety to building resilience and cultivating happiness. So, join us on this journey to discover new ways to take care of our minds, bodies and souls and let's work together to create a healthier, happier world one episode at a time. So, let's get started. Hello and welcome to another empowering episode of Healthy Mind Healthy Life. I'm your host Avik and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this journey towards cultivating mental well-being and embracing a more fulfilling life. So our podcast is all about exploring the strategies, insights, stories that lead you a balanced and vibrant existence. So in today's episode we have a remarkable guest who is on a mission to liberate us from the shackles of stress and guide us towards mental and emotional freedom so joining us is none other than alison graham so welcome to the show alison thank you awesome to be here and you are just doing show every day like i am so impressed with what you are accomplishing so really the legacy that you're leaving for all of us to learn thank you thank you so uh, listen like before we start our conversation i'll definitely love to mention this to all of our listeners and they must also know that alison is a renowned keynote speaker author and a consultant who specializes in supporting high achieving individuals to reclaim their mental space amidst the relentless demands of modern life so her work is a beacon of hope for professionals around the world who yearn for a life where work and well-being coexist harmoniously so with her wealth of experience and expertise she has authored a game-changing book titled take back your weekends stress less do more and be happier so which is igniting a paradigm shift in how we approach our daily grind so but that's not all Alison's journey is just getting started. So get ready for her upcoming book. Shall I mention that? Sure, bring it on. <laughs> so her upcoming book which is The Stress Illusion set to be unleashed later this year. So with an like impressive track record featuring appearances on prominent media outlets such as CTV, CBC and Breakfast Television. Alison's insights are sought after by many seeking genuine transformation. So her clients often describe her as tough love wrapped in an empathetic hug. So her pragmatic optimism and uh, like unique ability to uh, decipher patterns in human behavior have fueled her mission to craft like actionable frameworks that empower busy professionals so these frameworks are designed to enhance skills bolster mental health and nurture daily resilience so driven by unwavering passion her purpose is to alleviate the hidden inner insights or the struggles that leaders often grapple with as 
they chase their goals so her upcoming book the stress illusion defy the lies that keep you stressed and create capacity for what matters most so is poised to revolutionize our understanding of stress and provide actionable strategies for reclaiming control over our lives so like uh today like through her books media appearances and captivating audience engagements her, like alison is a guiding light illuminating the path to a mental well-being resilience and the success so get ready for an insightful conversation that promises to shatter the myths surrounding stress and provide you with actionable tools to create the life you truly deserve so stay tuned as we dive deep into the world of stress illusion with the remarkable alison graham so welcome to the show again alison excited to be wow you've done your homework <laughs> yes that's great intro i'm smiling i'm like that sounds great <laughs> wonderful yeah yeah so uh, so alison like uh, just to start with if you can if you can share with us what led you uh to become the passionate about helping professionals overcome their stress and the anxiety well like so many of us our mess becomes our message yeah. and my personal experience when i burned out and i remember the moment it happened i was actually right across from my neurologist mm. at the hospital and he said alison you need to understand what's happening here like you are never going to be off pain medication you are never going to be able to work full time again and it's time that we start talking about you going on disability and i was so afraid that he was right that i left that hospital defiant i was like i'm going to figure this out i am going to go on a journey to figure out how do i not be so stressed how do i in an effort to manage my own pain and be resilient and it just led to more frustration than answers and then i ended up creating my own models that i used and then i started sharing with my clients and my coaching practice and now i'm sharing them out with the world wow that's that's really lovely and uh, so so if i talk about the concept of stress illusion is like intriguing so if you can explain like what it means because i believe most of the people are not um exactly very clear about this uh, idea so if you can explain like what it means and how it affects our daily lives i believe that we have been taught the way we've been taught to deal with stress the way we've been taught to manage it what we believe causes it is actually flawed and that we you know there's stress has gotten such a bad rap like it's it's got a bad reputation we want to get rid of our stress and actually in some ways we want to harness the power of our stress and the the idea of the stress illusion is that there are a lot of platitudes a lot of really well meaning advice out there like just let it go or don't take it personally or you know all these different things that don't work like when you're in the grind when you want to do it and so this whole concept like i have 20 illusions that i share in the book and so all of this is all comes together to be the illusion and it's like let's redefine our relationship with stress um definitely that's true so uh like uh, in your work like you mentioned that defining the lies that keep you stressed so if you can delve into this common uh, misconceptions that contribute to our anxiety 
Sure. So, well, let's start with the one that in order to eliminate our stress, we need to be Zen. Mm. And like calm, cool, collected, which equates in my world when I'm like somebody who's a driver and I want to like succeed and I have big goals like like you do. Right. It's I, I didn't want to have to give up on my goals and my dreams for success in order to not be stressed. And there's so much of a, you just have to learn how to say no, you have to do less, take stuff off your plate. Maybe you're climbing too high. Oh, you, you know, you can let yourself off the hook for these big goals. Like all of that to me is just oh, like even how my doctor said my answer to burnout and feeling so much chronic neuropathic pain was to quit. Yeah. Like that to me is just misguided advice. Like you can be totally successful and actually have a full calendar and not feel destructive, overwhelming stress and anxiety. Mm. Exactly. Understood. So uh, your upcoming book is titled mm-hmm. this illusion. So uh, what what promoted you to focus on this particular aspect of mental health and the building? It's really that frustration that so many people are suffering more than they need to. Like life is already hard enough that we don't want to be adding extra unnecessary destructive stress in our lives. And I like, well, you know, like you've done how many episodes now, like with your show, how many hundreds are you in? Uh, uh, 79 episodes as of now. Okay. Like, wow. That's a lot of mental health advice. Yeah. And what, where my frustration lies is there is so much available advice for us now, like through TikTok and Instagram and LinkedIn and everything, Substack. And yet stress levels and anxiety are continuing to increase. So why are we so much more educated about how stress is, how we're supposed to deal with it? And yet our stress levels are going up. So there's a mismatch in there. Like something's amiss. And I really believe that some of the concepts that I've created are making a huge impact. I know they're making a huge impact for my clients. And it just shifts how people are thinking about stress. And that that really led led me to writing this concept and, and really getting it out into the world. Wow, that's lovely. So, uh, like, if you can share some of the examples of most of the prevalent myths about the stress that people tend to believe. Well, how about uh, that we can exercise our way? Like, if you exercise, you're going to be less stressed. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are a lot of really stressed out people who are working out at the gym. Mm-hmm. Right. So the two like, okay, great. Like I know a lot of people who exercise all the time, like marathon runners who are the most stressed out people from nine to five that they have to go to the gym to release all those stress hormones that have fired before they go home to their family. So they're not a grumpy bear. Yeah. Right. And so my, my, focus is less about how do we have a healthy lifestyle to release stress hormones and instead how do we stop creating them in the first place okay so that that is one example of where i think we've got it wrong because i'll have coaching clients come to me and they'll be like oh look i know i just need to do less and i need to you know exercise and if i get up and i have this magical morning routine where i'm all like zen like before i start my day then i should be fine but i try to do it and it doesn't work and i'm like because it's the wrong tool for the the job that you're trying to achieve 
Hmm. Okay. Okay. So uh, we often hear that hear the phrase that the stress is a part of life. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have heard a lot of uh, business professionals to say that stress is a part of life. We have to go ahead with this. So how does uh, your perspective challenge this notion, and uh, what alternatives do you propose? So it is a part of life because stress serves a very purposeful yeah. part of our lives. So at the at the core level, stress is designed to keep us out of danger. Mm. If a tiger comes running at us, all of our stress hormones are supposed to like go through the roof and we're we're completely inspired to get to safety. True. However, society's overstressed culture has led us to believe that having too much to do mm. is stress. Well, your to-do list is not a tiger. And there are people who are literally running around their office as if there's a tiger and a bear and a cheetah, like chasing them. And like, that's the level of stress hormones that they're experiencing. And when in actual fact, they're, they're creating a lot of that completely unnecessarily. Now, the, the frustrating part about it is that people will say, oh, I shouldn't be stressed. And there are certain times in your life where if you're not stressed, it, it like it wouldn't make any sense right like if somebody you love is in danger has a cancer diagnosis of course you're going to feel stressed because somebody you love is in danger mm. right if you are uh if you just fell backwards down a set of stairs and somebody's got to call an ambulance of course you're going to be stressed like that's the purpose of our stress hormones but when we start thinking about anxiety and being overwhelmed about the fact that we have our work to do or scared about going on, you know, uh, into meetings or whatever, that's all storyline. That's all misplaced emotion. That's that that we can deal with that we can eliminate, but we can't eliminate the real true survival stress instinct. Lovely. That's really lovely. So, um, in, in your experience, uh, what role do societal and the uh, cultural pressures play in perpetuating the stress illusion? Well, it depends how much you buy into what you're reading and how much of the negative information you allow into your mind. We have to protect ourselves on what information that we allow. I remember when the pandemic first happened and one of my coaching clients, he's, he's not typically a really pessimistic person. Like he's pretty even keeled. And he was just getting so irritated and angry and it it just was out of character. And he said, like, Allison, I don't know what's going on. I'm reacting to my family. I'm my staff. I'm short tempered with them. And as we dug deeper, what was happening was he had the news in the background on the radio, on the TV, when he was sleeping, when he was working, when he was eating, it was on in the kitchen. Like he didn't pull himself away from that negative input of energy and detail. So, of course, you can't like your body can't. Uh, you know, that's a constant barrage of proverbial punches coming at you. You don't have a way to resist that. Of course, you're going to be more agitated. So those sorts of things are within our control where we can actually make choices on what we're inputting. We want to be educated, of course, about the news, if that's important to you. But we don't want to get so far into the rabbit hole that it's it's inspiring the sensation of angst unnecessarily. Exactly, exactly true. So, um, like 
if if you could walk us through some of the frameworks or um the strategies from your upcoming book that individuals can use to dismantle the stress illusion in their lives yes okay so you're ready for this analogy or yeah. metaphor i don't know which it is all right so it's called the ice cube that became the snowman okay all right so imagine everything you need to do yeah. every day as an ice cube Okay, and your job is to melt it as efficiently and effectively as possible. And as soon as you melt that ice cube, you can go on with your day. You've got lots of time left over to do whatever else is necessary. Make sense? Yeah. Okay, so ice cube. But as part of the human experience, we don't just melt the ice cubes. We don't just do the report or the tasks or get to the stuff, right? No, 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 no. We get to add in all this extra snow. And we can dip it. And it starts out with our emotions. They're always around whatever we do. And most often those emotions are misplaced. Okay, so we're going to unpack all this, but let's keep going. And then you get another layer that you can pack around this ice cube. So we've got the base of the snowman. Now we've got the next layer. And that is the storyline. So we always have thoughts and calm, like at least thoughts around whatever we do. And a lot of times, if we're predispositioned to negative thoughts, those lean negative, and that makes it harder. And then we have one more layer of snow that we can put around the ice cube, and that is the habits, which I call barriers to performance. And it can be things like worrying, judging, criticizing, unrealistic expectations, not saying no. Like the list is very long, and in my book, I list out 41 of them in the Take Back Your Weekends book. So we have still the thing that just needs to be done, which is the ice cube that needs to be melted. But because we put misplaced emotion around it and negative storyline and barriers to performance, in order to melt the ice cube, we also have to melt all the other snow. And so this steals more capacity. Remember a friend of mine, uh, so she's senior executive, works for an international firm, but at the local office. Okay. She sits down for lunch and I said, how are things going? She's awful. I'm like, oh my God. Like what? Like what's going on? She goes, work. They don't get it. And I'm like, okay, tell me what's happened. She said, three weeks ago, that office sent down this new reporting system and they want me to run these reports and I've got to, you know, do this and they don't understand what's going on. They're so disrespectful to us on the ground. I'm so busy. You know, they're never, nobody's ever going to read this report anyway. It's completely ridiculous. And I like, it's time I go get a new job. Mm. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Like, tell me about this. Like how, how long is that report going to take you? And she leans back and she says, 15 minutes. I'm like, you just spent three weeks being angry at head office because you felt disrespected because they didn't understand. Nobody was going to report, like read this. It was part of a bigger issue that she wasn't addressing properly. And yet here she was all up in arms about a 15 minute task. And while that's an extreme example, when we start looking at day to day, how people are building an, a snowman instead, like from their ice cubes, like putting all this extra unnecessary anxiety producing aspects around what we have to deal with, we're making life harder than it needs to be. Definitely. Because if at the very beginning, when the thing, when the reporting system came in, she just went, oh, there's a report I need to do. 
and said, that's going to take me 15 minutes and found a 15 minute window to do it and did it within 24 hours. She would not have had three weeks of extra angst and anger and frustration and building and building and building. That's what steals our extra capacity unnecessarily. Great. So uh, like many high achievers feel a kind of constant drive to succeed now, which often uh, comes with distress. So how can someone balance their ambitions while also maintaining um, their mental well-being? So does it actually always come with stress? Because how are you defining stress? See, I I challenge the premise because you can be successful. Like I know lots of successful people who are not living in this sense of negative stress where they feel overwhelmed and on guard, but they may feel uh, at times pressure or they might feel like exhilarated and exciting and they're like chasing a goal. Like that's the empowering stress. Mm. Like so in my model, there are the three kinds of stress, the destructive, the survival, and the empowering and you know they're like a lot of people love being stressed right so it 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 doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing but we want to use it and harness its power so that we are we're getting more done in less time and we're feeling happier but it's it Success on its own does not necessarily mean that we need to be stressed. Now, you may have more responsibility, but that just comes with the territory. Like whether or not you think that is negative stress or not is completely, completely irrelevant. Uh, Exactly. And so um, does that make sense? Like, do you see how there's somebody who could, you know, have a job that has one level of responsibility and just be like they work and they do a really great job and they're proud of their work and they feel in flow. And then there's somebody else who does the same kind of job at another company and they feel like their life is toxic and like they're just always on edge and they don't have any space. That that's that's the opportunity each of us has to figure out in our own lives. How can we move away if you're in the sensation of uh, constant suffocating and feeling like ah, like everything's buzzing around you to be more in flow and achieve the results but without the angst that's that's the whole point of my entire process exactly that that that's great i would say so um no and and i i often um have seen as well and even uh i i know uh two two of my friends are there like same thing same thing they are also going through it so uh, I, can, I can feel the stress level and how uh, they feel about the thing which is going inside their mind their um whole whole uh, body they're feeling so that's that's a kind of really a pain i would say it's true right and yet you could have another friend who's like just in flow, right? Like it's so interesting. So have you, have you moved a lot in your life? Like moved homes? I moved to, sorry. Like, have you moved homes before? Oh, okay. Like yeah. moving, right? right? You got to pack up all your stuff and put it in a new place and unpack it and all of that. Yeah. Well, for some people that is like three months of agony, 
right? Like they're so stressed. And every time you call them, you're like, how are you? Oh my gosh, I've got so much to talk. It's so much work. (laughs) Then you have somebody else who's like, oh yeah, I packed a box last night. It'll all get done. It's all in our reaction and our perspective to what's happening around us. That's that's definitely true. Like um, as as we discussed about this on for high achievers or the people like this. So your journey of overcoming personal challenges, including the uh, chronic nerve pain. I have I have read your bio completely. <laughs> so um, uh, like is like what to say? Like it's 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 my uh, inspiring because. Mm-hmm. So how did how did these experiences shape your understanding of the stress and the resilience? Yeah, I think, uh, first of all, I I believe and I want to acknowledge that all of us go through something behind the scenes. Mm. So not everybody can relate to chronic neuropathic pain, but there might be that you're caring for a parent or a family member or something going on in your life. And what I find happens is when we face a true adversity in our lives, something that's completely out of our control, that we don't have access to, like we don't we can't find a solution for it puts us into a corner where we have to make a choice am i going to get stronger through this am i going to figure out how to get through it or am i going to ignore it and pretend it doesn't happen and just create more subconscious angst in our life uh or am i going to let it define me and you know, one of the videos on my YouTube channel, and I invite everybody to come and, you know, watch me on YouTube and be a subscriber, is how do you support somebody to come out of a victim mentality, right? Like that, where their problems become their identity. And that that choice, that moment that I had to decide, which way am I going to go? Am I going to be a victim of my circumstances? Or am I going to figure out how do I get through this? despite the fact that the circumstances aren't going away. And that that's what drove me to figure out how do I do this? What like how do I get uh, solutions for myself and ultimately now share with other people. And I, I think a lot of people are going through really tough times, like legitimate tough times, which deserve our emotional processing, which deserve our mental capacity, right? Like we of course we want to think about those things. And, but all this other stuff that is just life is just part of the job is just, you know, the way the world unfolds, that stuff, it doesn't deserve all of the, the anxiety and the overwhelm and everything, right? Like that, that's the stuff we can get into perspective. Whereas I want to encourage people to go deeper into the hardest things in life. Understand. Got it. So, uh, like, if you can, if you can share some of your success story from your walk, where uh, someone successfully defied the stress illusion and experienced a transformative change in their life. Yeah, so many. Uh, one of my favorites. I just, well, all my clients are my favorites. So I shouldn't, I shouldn't give the, you know, one of my favorites. He'll hear this and he'll be like, "That's right, I'm your favorite client." Anyway, he's awesome. But when we started working together, he felt miserable, like he was suffocating, like he couldn't ever keep up. And he calculated and he said, look, he said, I believe I'm working at 128% of my capacity. Okay. So however he measured that in his mind, it was like, I have 100% to give. 
without sleeping right before and before I go to bed and I feel like I'm giving 128% to keep my company alive and the way I'm operating by the time we were done working together for six months he was at 38% so he had dropped his anxiety and his overwhelm and how he was we redesigned how he was spending his days Hmm. he was actually more profitable and he had like a lot of times I have to remind people like or encourage them to remind themselves what what do you love to do? Like, how do you want to spend your days? Like, what is that ideal case scenario? Because we get so caught up in how we're spending, like we're just caught up in the grind of the day to day that we don't we don't ever sit back and go like, I don't think this is what I want. But then, OK, I don't want it. But what do I want? How do what makes the perfect day, week, month, year? How many clients do you want? How many people do you want to interact with? How many books do you want to read? How many vacations do you want to have? How many kids do you want to spend time with? Like, we don't even ask ourselves that because we're so caught up in the day to day grind that we just do it. So that was really cool because he he's a very analytical brain. Mm -hmm. So he measured it 128% to 38% loving his life, fell back in love with his wife, going on vacations, uh, like working hard still, but working in a way that was productive and moving forward and designed and intentional, as opposed to feeling guilty when he wasn't working. So there's one example. But it's, it's different for everybody, right? Like how people feel burnout is different for everybody. So therefore, the solution that they need is different. Right. Understood. So um, like your weekly uh, lift up initiative offers an extra dose of inspiration. So um, I would love to definitely know more about it. And also, if you can share a sneak peek into the into what participants can expect from this resource. So the weekly lift up is an e-newsletter e where I share a story. So this morning's that I sent out was about how, how the simple, simple step of deleting the word stress from your life can actually stop causing so much stress. And it's so simple. Like I have a friend of mine who I, I like, she's just such a great friend, but she, she will have a 10 minute conversation five minute conversation and she will use the word stress 10 times. And it's like, she's not allowing for the fact that there are certain things that are truly stressful as we've already talked about and other things where she's just being lazy about using the, the word. When we redefine, when we hear the word stress and we go, wait a second, is it actually stress or am I scared? Am I overwhelmed? Am I uncertain? Am I feeling you know, disrespected. Well, when we're more specific, and I call this the better word game. So it's really just about redefining and being clearer on what we're actually feeling. And so you just delete that and it forces you to be more specific, but it also empowers you to actually deal with it. Because if everything is stressful, and we haven't figured out how to delete stress because stress is a natural part of our lives and our hormones, then you're pretty much like doomed 
right? Like you would be doomed. So that's an example of what was on today's email. So I got tons of notes back from people going, oh my gosh, people use that word so much. And, you know, right? Like, or I'm going to try this. I'm going to delete it and see what happens. And it opens better conversations. It makes us connect better with people. If like, it's just so important. It's just something really simple. And then I think in this, uh, today's, I also sent a TV interview that I did on breakfast television that was national in Canada. And uh, so that has a little lift up too. Wow. That's, that, that's great. Wow. So uh, like for someone who, who is just starting their journey towards the better mental and well-being. So what are some of the simple yet effective steps that they can take right now? Okay. So uh, let's do three, okay? We're going to go three steps and we're going to follow our snowman for this. Okay. All right? So we're going to talk about emotion. Okay. First thing, instead of being judgmental about your emotion or trying to stuff it down, I'm going to ask you to lean into it, recognize it, and just be okay with the stuff, the tough stuff. True. And here's why. I, I used to think that we had to be happy every day in order to be succeeding. And if I wasn't happy, well, then I was failing, right? And I know a lot of people feel like that, like happy is the pinnacle. And if I'm not that, but the truth is we can't feel happy if we don't know how to feel sad. We can't have joy in our life if we haven't felt despair, right? We can't feel respected if we don't know what it feels like to be disrespected. And so often in our lives, we're taught to avoid those negative emotions and to ignore them and to, you know, pretend they don't exist. And I'm like, no, 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 you want to know they exist. Otherwise, you're just stuffing them down. So from that first level of a snowman that we have to melt through, I'm going to just ask you to feel the feels, right? Don't be afraid of the negative stuff. I said to a client the other day, I'm like, look, you are not going to break. It may feel like it emotionally, but right now you're going through something really tough with your son and you're scared and you're all of all of the things a mother would naturally be. And she's trying to pretend like she's not feeling those things. And I'm like, oh, you're feeling them. She goes, well, yeah, I guess I am. And I'm like, yeah, but it's coming out over here misdirected right? Where you're getting angry at your colleague at work or, you know, road rage and you're going along. So that's the first thing. Okay. So let's deal with the emotion. Let's just feel it and be okay with that. The second thing, so we'll talk about the storyline. And so we can do lots of things with our storylines and our thoughts to clear and create mental space. So one of them is we can delete the word stress. We've already talked about that. Play the better word game. Another thing is instead of aiming for positivity, right, which I'm sure you've had people on your show that say power positive thinking and let's be positive. Well, let's just neutralize the storyline, make it neutral. We don't have to go all the way over to magic fairy dust, right? Like if there is a negative situation or you have a negative storyline about something like that friend of mine who was like, these people at head office are never going to read this report, right? And they don't care about me and they don't know what it's going on. Well, a way to neutralize that would be something like, say, um, you know, the report is just going to be 
you know, is going to be part of a meeting that's coming up. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, I love filling out reporting systems that are completely useless. Like that would be the power of positive thinking, right? Going all the way to the extreme. I'm just like, just neutralize the storyline. So write down whatever you're thinking and it doesn't have to be dramatic, like a big journaling exercise, just grab a post-it note or a scrap of paper and write it down so you can be objective with your thoughts and then look and say, what else is true? Okay, so that's the second thing you can do. And the third thing was around these barriers to performance and the habits that make our life harder than it can be, or it needs to be. So look objectively at your at your life and wonder, okay, what's the thing I keep getting? I call them repeating moments of angst. Okay. All right, those times when it's just you're irritated, but like every day. Right. And or or quite routinely. And maybe it's procrastinating on something. Maybe it's uh, criticizing yourself. Maybe it's uh, comparing yourself, going and scrolling on on, you know, the social media and then comparing yourself to other people. And just pick one, one habit that is bothering you, that if you could minimize it, you would feel happier about your life. And. So be strategic about it, right? Like, how can I over, like, how can I overcome that one habit? But we first have to bring awareness to it. We have to know it's happening. So just track for a week or two. When do I do that? When do I procrastinate? And then look at like, what's happening around it? Like, what's the storyline? It becomes this big onion, right? What's the storyline? What's the emotion? And and start to neutralize and, and feel that and reduce that one repeating moment of angst mm. and then move on to the next one because sometimes people try to fix their entire life and i'm like no 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 fix one one pattern and we'll start there and if we start there we can be yeah it's great so anyway those are three things you can do notice the pattern pick one neutralize the storyline and feel the hardest emotions fully so that you don't skate over them and dep- like push them down and then they come up randomly. Wow, that, that's a great advice, I would say. And um, so before we wrap up, like what message of hope and empowerment um, would you like to leave for our listeners who are seeking to break free from the grip of stress and the anxiety? That your first reaction hmm. is not the issue, it's your second. Let me unpack what I mean by that. Sometimes people go on this beautiful journey of personal development Hmm. and they beat themselves up and they get angry with themselves because they fall into old patterns. So let's say you're like, yeah, that's right. Allison said I should not worry anymore. And you're like, I'm never going to worry again. And I'm like, "Mm, yeah, you are. (laughs) But we don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. What if you tend to have negative thoughts about something or worry about something for three weeks. What if we brought it down to two and then to one week and then to one day or three days and then one day and then one hour and then 10 minutes and then you're able to interrupt that pattern like that. You've had decades of reinforcing patterns. So the second response is the priority. Get to it ASAP. You don't have to 
you don't have to like never do that pattern again. You have to get really good at figuring out how can you stop that pattern faster. Right. That's that's it's that's a process. Lovely. That's lovely, I would say. And so, like as we bring this enlightening episode. Uh, of Healthy Mind and Healthy Life to a close. So we want to extend our heartfelt gratitude to Alison for sharing her profound insights on unveiling the stress illusion and debunking the myths that fuel our anxieties. So for listeners, I definitely have to mention this, that uh, always remember that break free from the grip of stress starts with recognizing that much of what we perceive as inevitable is. So am I correct, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like it's all about our perception. Yes. Yes. It's it's all about our perception. So uh, so we encourage you to stay connected with Alison through her upcoming book, The Stress Illusion, and her ongoing initiatives like the Lift Up program. So where you can find that extra dose of inspiration each week. So thank you so much for joining us on this journey to cultivate a healthy mind and healthy life. And if you have found this value. Uh, in today's episode, be sure to subscribe, share, and leave a review. Your support means a world to us. So until next time, remember that the power of reshape your relationship with the stress and the anxiety lies within you. So take these steps, embrace the higher insights, and uh, continue striving for a life of well-being and the abundance. So stay tuned for more empowering conversations right here on Healthy Mind, Healthy Life. Thank you so much.